Hello, and welcome to the final episode of the Unto Caesar podcast. Um, this will be a brief analysis of the of the work as a whole, and kind of sum up um, my final ideas. Originally, I thought I would do this final episode off the cuff, like the sections that I added after reading the the historical briefs from the book. After thinking about this more carefully, I realized that that would be unwise. I've been dealing with complex ideas, concepts, and periods for the entirety of this project. I've tried to write about them as succinctly as I can. Winging arguably the most important episode just seemed in bad taste. However, I'm left with two questions. What more could I possibly have to say? And if you've made it this far, how much more could you possibly want to hear? I can try and answer one, but not the other. I think it matters very little how tightly I've tied a knot on the stories I've tried to tell here. To be fair, I think if the knots I've tied were meant to bind a sail to a mast, this ship would have been torn asunder. Popular media and culture has taught us one thing, not just in the modern era, but in all of human history. We like things to come to an end, preferably neatly and to our liking, but as long as they are concluded uh, and there's a level of satisfaction in moving on to the next beginning and then the next ending. The, the thing about history and the thing about people is there is no ending. The cast of characters changed. These circumstances change. The aims and ideas of the people that are in these stories change, but there is never a clean line from one to another. Understanding this, I appreciate the authors that are able to write engrossing, inclusive, and accurate history books that feel like the periods on which they chose to write do have an actual beginning and an end. That is a real talent, making time and place feel static. And I think if you talk to any author, though, you know that this is a real challenge, and often that's the, the role or the, of the editing or publishing company, putting firm beginnings and endings on, on a topic so work can actually be published. We all know that the story of America, for example, doesn't end with the surrender of the British forces at, at Yorktown or after the signing of the Treaty of Paris two years later. The story of America is still being told right now. The people have changed, the times have changed, the challenges have changed or evolved, but there is, a, there is somewhat of a sequential line, however blurry, from, from year zero of humanity to now. The knot can never be tied sufficiently tight. It, it can only be decorated enough as to appear fixed and worthy of attention. I, trying to know my own limits and, to, and the limits of the audience that I know I have, have tried to shorten the stories I've told, distill infinitely complex people, places, and eras into a few condensed pages that paint with brushstrokes so broad that the finished product is blurrier than a watercolor painting dipped in the ocean. Personally, and your judgment is ultimately your own, dear listener, I believe that I was, I was successful in this endeavor. I learned so much about the people, periods, and ideas that I have written about, far more than I could place in a book that I could afford to actually print or that anyone would bother reading. If you begin anything and intend to finish it, settling for no less than absolute perfection means that, that absolutely nothing gets done. There are always concessions, some greater than others. 
Could I have gone into more detail? Yes. Could I have been more critical or insightful? Yes. Could this work be infinitely more accurate and inclusive? A resounding yes. Nevertheless, here I am in the middle of July 2023, wrapping a bow around an in, around an incomplete work, and still, in my eyes at least, it is wonderful. The writing process is iterative. You'll never get it right the first time. It's like writing good code. If it is completely correct the first time that you execute it, you really didn't do enough testing because it absolutely isn't infallible. All I can do is compare this work to my previous efforts, and I believe that Unto Caesar is objectively better than Drifting Together Floating Apart was, despite the difference in context, content, and motivation. This project is rife with my own in, with my own interjections, prejudices, ideas, and lacking understanding of the whole historical picture of the people, places, and ideas that I've chosen to describe. This is not a per se a persuasive piece of prose. It's informative and meant to incite reflection and personal interest. Of course, my own beliefs are interjected throughout, but you can draw your own conclusions, and I encourage you to. At the end of the day, understanding history is a lot like good public discourse in the modern era. It's an ongoing conversation. It's taking the artifacts, writing, and evidence left to us by the past and drawing our own conclusions from it. Our understanding of all historical events evolve and change over time. We can and should take the stories from the past from the perspective of those who lived them. We can't possibly know every detail that led to their decision-making, the seemingly small and insignificant bins of life that changed history forever, because we can't ask those people. And if we could, we still couldn't get a clear answer. People are notoriously bad at explaining why they choose to do the things that they do and what they actually think all we have is our own interpretations continually evolving expanding and growing i've said what i think unto caesar is multiple times throughout this work what it is to you is entirely up to you and you may not agree with anything i've said and that is okay i i welcome that ongoing conversation because my desire to learn become more rational in my beliefs and ideas and understand the perspective of others will never wane. But what does the phrase unto Caesar actually mean? The first thing that comes to mind for most people is a verse in the Bible from the book of Mark chapter 12, verse 17, quote, then Jesus said to them, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's and to God what is God's, end quote. One part of that verse is flexible, and the other is obviously not. Who is Caesar? We have no more Caesars today, so why is the analogy even relevant? If we think about Caesar as a substitute for absolute power, the person at the pinnacle of the, quote, rule of the world, as the Romans would understand it, then it's pretty clear who the Caesars are in the in the world post-Roman Empire. The people and, and systems in power, whether tenuous or strong, the Romans, however, knew that the title of Caesar was largely arbitrary. After the line of Caesar Augustus ended, more Caesars were murdered or died under suspicious circumstances than lived and died naturally. Caesars could just as easily be made and unmade based on the needs and political aims of the time. Writing about revolution, as I've done here, 
parallels that same Roman framework. At the end of the day, the people, the powerful political factions, those with significant financial and personal investments in how the state is managed, decide who Caesar is. We maintain that power even today, and I hope I've argued effectively that some means of social and political change are better than others. Ultimately, that is for you to decide. Finally, we've reached the end of what I believe has been a titanic effort on my part. For me, and hopefully for you, it has been thrilling, interesting, and thought-provoking. And as is my nature, I can't help but now think about what's next. In my head, I'm in my head. I'm already back in Rome, learning about what happened when the line of Augustus ended, and also the history of treason laws in England and thereby the United States. Honestly, though, the truth is, I don't know. Maybe nothing comes next, or maybe a thousand more of these come. For now, I plan to ruminate on the completion of a labor of love, reflect on the impact it's had on me in its creation. And hopefully you do the same while reading or listening to it. Thank you all for sticking it out with me. With all the love in my heart, Jared.